Mrs. Funky, that was actually my first grade teacher's name. We didn't just call her that. That was her name. Mrs. Collins, Mrs. Summer, uh, Mrs. Seibert, Mrs. Langford, and Mr. Burnell. My teachers from first grade to sixth grade. Today I'm thinking about them and beyond. When I think about them, I think of what Paul writes. We thank God always for all of you as we mention you constantly in our prayers. I'm sad that I do not recall, not just constantly, but at all, my kindergarten teacher's name. The only thing I really remember about kindergarten is I do recall getting in trouble because I did not bow my head and close my eyes, uh, which is the Baptist way to pray. And I was called on that. I remember responding to her, and I'm sure it was some sarcastic preacher's kid response. Something like, I think it was theological, God can hear me. Maybe it was really sarcastic. Well, you weren't bowing your head either. If you could see me not bowing mine. Today in our series, we are thanking our teachers. Teachers, thank you. Yeah, give our teachers a round of applause. Proverbs chapter 3, the writer says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. That word translated power is the Hebrew word El, E-L, which is most often translated as God. That's the name for God. Could it be that you and I have a God-like power to do good? to those to whom it is due. And teachers are definitely in that category of those who deserve to have good done. Some of these thank you notes, you were so hard for us to be, uh, you worked so hard, have a hard time understanding first grade writing. You work so hard for us to be happy in the school. I wish I could stay, but I have to go, it's hard to translate this, but I have to go to second grade, and you will have good students next year, have a great year next year, love, Maddie, thank you, Maddie, for that, such so a heartfelt, even though you, there's a lot to learn that you have to learn <laughs> in second grade. This is so meaningful. Good morning, Mrs. Stetzar. It's been a really, really long time, and you had so many students, I'm not sure you would even remember me. However, you were the reason I felt safe at school when I actually showed up before I was homebound. I had a period with you daily. We would sit together in the hallway because of my anxiety. Gosh, teachers do so much more than just learn the ABCs, don't they? And depression, I just... Well, you can read the rest. 
want you to know you are the only reason I made it as far as I did in the ninth grade. Thank you. So think about it with me. What note would you want to write today to your teacher? Maybe if you're my age, your teachers have long gone. But we can still write the note. It would still be good for us to write it. It's always good to express gratitude. It's always better if the person to whom we're thankful, for whom we're thankful, is able to hear it. But it's still good for us. On October 5, 1959, Charles Schultz came up with and introduced to us uh, Miss Othmar, Linus's school teacher. And Linus had a big crush on Miss Othmar, and Linus would sing her praises to his sister Lucy and to Charlie Brown. So many times, I hear you kind of like your new teacher, Linus. Charlie Brown and I have the greatest teacher in the whole world. She's a gem among gems. It just takes a moment to bask in her glory, huh? I never realized that the National Education Association turned out such a fine product. (laughs) I want us to recognize what a fine product our teachers are. Did you have in your life a Miss Othmar, somebody on whom you had a crush? Yeah, mine was a high school geometry teacher. That was kind of weird. That's the only reason I went to geometry class. I wonder if one of the reasons we are having in our day-to-day a crisis with our teachers is that our teachers aren't feeling the love, aren't feeling the appreciation. We are going through a crisis of teaching. There are 282,000 fewer teachers than before the pandemic. Why is there such a teacher shortage? The Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence in March of 2020, surveyed America's teachers. When the teachers were asked to describe in their own words, three words that expressed their feelings on a daily basis, the teachers came up with five. Anxious, fearful, worried, overwhelmed, and sad. And anxious was by far the one that was uh, stated the most frequently. So what's going on with our teachers that these would be the feelings that they would have on a daily basis? All of these are, there's not joy in there, there's not happiness in there, it's just feelings of concern. So what's going on? I wonder if we have withheld from our teachers appreciation if we have withheld from our teachers what Proverbs says, the good, we have the power to do good. We have a godlike power to do good. I wonder if we have withheld doing good from our teachers. So what good have we withheld from our teachers? Well, how about money? How about pay? Me, so what did you do over the weekend for your birthday? Eight-year-old said, 
Oh, we went to Vegas and stayed the Venetian at the Venetian because that's my favorite hotel. And the teacher here said, oh, wow, I've never been there before. And the eight-year-old said, why, are you poor? And the fact of the matter is that in our economy today, yeah. That's kind of the way it is in the teacher world. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average 2019 wages are these. For high school teachers, $61,660. For elementary teachers, $59,420. The average pay for an NBA player is $7,422,823. What do you think about this statement that I'm going to show? Is it true? Does it reflect reality? Or are there some nuances here that we need to consider? Take a look at it. We as a society pay people salaries that reflect our perceived value of their work. I can't dismiss that. There may be ways to understand it better, but I can't dismiss the essence and the principle behind that. And if that's true, then what does that say about the groups that we value, whether it be school teachers on one end of the spectrum or professional athletes or celebrities on the other end of the spectrum? What if we treated school teachers like we treat athletes? Well, that's a thought that the comedy team of Key and Peele addressed in their parody of ESPN. Uh, take a look at this. Isn't that the way the world ought to be? If that statement is true, we pay what the perceived value of that work is. That's the way it would be. I don't know what that says about us, but I would love to go to the store, grocery store, and if they had a gluten-free version of Wheaties, I'd buy it. But have some school teacher's face, image on that box of Wheaties. The guy that's holding that box is an educator reformer, Nicholas Ferroni, such a powerful influence he is. So how are we doing in the show me state of Missouri in regard to teacher pay? Well, the average teaching starting salary is 33.2. We are number 50 in the nation. The average teacher salary, 51.5. We are number 47. Teaching pay, teacher pay gap, 72 cents. Minimum living wage is 46,900. Go on and on down. Yeah. Pretty pathetic, isn't it? I just wonder what's going on with our priorities. Most high school teachers have graduate degrees, yet the median pay for high school teachers is around $52,000. Strangely, this is nationwide, strangely the median income for other people who have graduate degrees is around $78,000. So why would we pay a graduate, a person, a teacher with a graduate degree almost $20,000 less. 
than what we would pay another person in another profession with a graduate degree. Instead of doing good to our teachers, I wonder if we have treated our teachers like Paul says is the fate of so many teachers. He writes this, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we will be judged more strictly. And I just put this other version of it down there. They changed the words a little bit from strictly to severely. We will be judged more severely. I like that word is so meaningful, painful. We will be judged so severely than other people. Now, some interpreters say that Paul is talking about teachers being under uh, stricter, more severe judgment from God. That could be true. But other interpreters say that what Paul is saying is that teachers all walk around with a target on their back, more so than the average person. And just the nature of that profession, nature of that career, of, of being a teacher, puts them in the uh, limelight, and, but it also puts them, uh, making them an object of such severe criticism. For example, this young man says, my dad taught middle school from 1968 to 2004. When he retired, I asked him what changes he saw in students from the beginning of his teaching career to the end. He answered, the kids never changed. A teenager is always a teenager. The parents, however, changed dramatically. They used to respect teachers and side with us in disciplinary matters, but now they think their kids are perfect and we are wrong. Glad I'm getting out before it gets worse. And somebody else said, I'm an assistant professor in some subjects, mainly chemistry, history, and geography. Once I had a father angrily complaining about the time we spend teaching third world bullshit in his own words. So I asked him if he knew what the capital of Hungary was. He said, Hungary isn't a country. So I simply shook my head and answered that that was the reason we kept teaching so much third world bullshit. <laughs> Parents would ask me to change grades, even ones they knew were fair and accurate. Some like to tell me how their taxes or tuition payments paid my salary. Others would chuckle and ask if I'd ever heard the saying, those who can do, those who can't teach. Hilarious. Teacher Sarah Beth Rosenberg says, imagine being surprised that there's a teacher shortage. After watching the news headlines all year, I've been a teacher for 20 years, and in the past year alone, I've been told I'm lazy, a groomer, racist for teaching CRT, and I've endured every anti-Semitic attack trope possible. Somebody responded to that, about to start 21st year teaching, and I've never seen teachers so demoralized. So many just getting out of the profession, I have seriously considered it too. And it's not the kids why I would leave, it's the rest that you mentioned. I have my degrees in teaching, but I made more money working at Lowe's. Not to say that I don't appreciate everybody at Lowe's who helped me, who can't even drive a nail. 
Denise and Lowe's helped me out. I taught for a couple of years and left. I got a job that paid about the same, worked about one-tenth as hard. Had a great professional career while I watched former colleagues buckle under the expectations of administrations, politicians, and parents. And oh yeah, they literally have to be ready to die in order to protect people who aren't their families. No thanks, Buzzkeeper says. In June 2021, the National Education Association surveyed 2,700 teachers. 32% said they were leaving because of the pandemic. Others said they were leaving because of the pay. Others said, though, that they don't anymore want to be a part of this culture war where what they are teaching is being censored by parents and politicians, all the way from history to racism in the United States and literature. Facing the culture war is a war that teachers never thought they would have to face. So I ask you today, what good, that Hebrew word good is T-O-V, Tov, and it, it has the idea when God created the world in that story of Genesis, after each day's creation, as the story goes, in this beautiful myth that we have in the first two chapters of Genesis, uh, it's, God said it is good. It is Tov. It's the way things ought to be. So what can we do that is good for our teachers, the way things ought to be? Paul writes in Romans, give honor to whom honor is due. That word honor is a word that means to assign worth to someone, and it's recognizing someone's value in the community. We saw on the TikTok earlier uh, that art teacher who knows ASL, American Sign Language, and maybe you all picked up a few signs during that uh, video. One of my favorite ASL uh, words is honor. And you say honor by making the letter H with your, with your hand. And it's like the military salute. When a military personnel salutes, they're showing honor and respect to whomever they're saluting. And so, to honor someone, you go from where you would salute with that H and point at them. I honor you, John. Now, if you really want to honor someone, some people who know ASL better than I say that you use both hands. I honor you, Denise. Sorry, John, you just get one. Denise gets two. <laughs> I honor you. So what can you and I do to go to our teachers and say, I honor you. I respect you. You are invaluable to our community. The worth that you bring to our society is beyond comprehension. And I so honor you. So how can we show honor to our teachers and how can we come alongside our teachers when they're experiencing such anxiety and attack and feeling so demoralized? Well, 
motivational emails and thank you notes. They're appreciated. I don't think they address the core issues. Is it possible that the core issues in this area of our society are the same as some other core issues and other problems? And that is there's a structural issue, there's a structural problem in our education in America. There's a systemic problem. I think we have to recognize that. The Hebrew prophets talk so much about systemic injustice and structural injustice. I don't ever understand. I'm going off script whenever I touch my head like this because <laughs> I get so frustrated about the pushback I receive for speaking out on social justice issues and being told just to preach the gospel. Well, I think that's what the gospel is, according to Jesus and according to the Hebrew scriptures. Again and again, I really think the people who say that don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> because do what is just and right. Deliver those who have been robbed from those who oppress them. Have we robbed our teachers? Have we oppressed them by not paying and giving what they're worth? Do not exploit or mistreat resident foreigners who live in your land. That's a whole nother topic, isn't it? Or children who have no fathers or widows do not kill innocent people in this land. This is one of literally hundreds of verses that talk about classes of people who had no one to look out for them and who were demoralized and who were oppressed. And Jeremiah, as a voice for God, was saying, I want my people to be different. I want my people to practice social justice. One I admire so much who passed recently, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. If an elephant has its foot on the tail of a mouse and you say that you are neutral, the mouse will not appreciate your neutrality. I just wonder if we as a society have our foot on the tail of our teachers. You know, some districts are offering, and I think this is good, some self-care techniques because they recognize the stress. But only 11% of teachers say that it helps. Now, encouraging yoga, encouraging meditation, you know, that's good. But I don't think it can make up for the systemic problem that we have in our educational system. You can't deep breathe your way out of structural problems. Now, I do believe that contemplation and meditation will put us in a better frame of mind to address the structural problems in a more compassionate, kinder, beneficial, productive way instead of being like I was at the tire store this week. 
I did not meditate that day. <laughs> How can we do good to our teachers? One way that I am learning to honor anyone is to listen to them. If I'm not listening to Denise, then really I'm not respecting her. If I listen to someone, if I respect someone, I'm going to listen to them. And if I tune someone out, it really is a sign and I'm not respecting you enough to hear your opinion. So I think in one way that we can respect teachers is to really listen to them. We honor by listening. Are we listening to our teachers? How many times have we heard in the classroom, can you hear my teacher voice now? Our teachers are saying, can you hear me now? One high school teacher writing in an editorial in the USA Today put it like this, to make teaching sustainable long-term, administrators must empower teachers by giving them a seat at the table and incorporating their input into any new initiatives. They have to transfer the power to students and their teachers where nearly all of the work of education happens. I wonder if too much power is being given to school boards. Got a teacher saying amen to that one. Instead of to the educators who, I don't know, they may know more about education. I don't know how many school teachers are on school boards in our country. I don't think there are very many. I think we can do good to our teachers by giving them a seat at the table, by listening to them. I once taught an 8 a.m. college class. I had a 7.30 college class one time. So many grandparents died that semester. <laughs> I then moved my class to 3 p.m., no more deaths. And that, my friends, is how I save lives. <laughs> You know, in a real sense, teachers do save lives. Not just from the education that they give us that allows us to achieve, to accomplish, succeed. They save lives by talking to a student in the hallway who's anxious and depressed, who's going through a personal crisis. They save lives. They are first responders. When I was doing the Lunch Buddy program, and I haven't done that since COVID, and I'm debating on getting back into it, 66-year-old Lunch Buddy, I don't know about that anymore, playing on the playground like I used to. But the principal at the school where I served uh, wore a Superman shirt one day, and it said something like this, I teach, what's your superpower? Hmm. They are super heroes, aren't they? So on the last day of school, the class of first graders gave their teacher handwritten notes. As she read them aloud, her emotions got the best of her and she began to choke up. 
And she said, I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time reading. And one of her students gave her her own advice when he said, just sound it out. <laughs> so my word to you today is just sound it out. Thank you. Thank you. Honor to you.